last week on the 2AM Campfire Club. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 2AM Campfire Club. I am Ethan. I am Reagan. And today we I have a very Timmy. special guest. <laughs> today, we're talking about how much we hate the school system. Yay! Did you know that schools are fu primarily funded for property taxes? Alright, so the main problem is it, economics. The main problem is, is poverty. I honestly thought you said that public schools were funded by the property brothers, <laughs> and I got pretty confused there. For until I understand what you actually said. No, I said taxes. <laughs> you said property taxes. I so heard property brothers. Poor kids are definitely going to get a significantly worse education than rich kids, even from a public school. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's like the opposite of the point of the public school system, but you're much less likely to be able to succeed in life because you haven't gotten yeah, you're the just, education you're just, that yeah, you need to get decent scores. Yeah, to get to get the you know the scores on SAT and, and to get scholarships and to get into a decent college so you can get a decent job. So that was my little rant. Monies. I want to look yeah. at the system before FDR because I think, from what I hear, it was a whole lot better than what we have now. The school system. Mm, pretty much everything. Well, the world. No, I, I think mean it was it was Franklin pretty much. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Franklin Roosevelt, D. Roosevelt was a was a pretty. He overstepped his power in in many many ways, and he was terrible in, in many, every many ways. way. But the but the fact is that he, like, the state of our. A political system was incredibly incredibly corrupt and it was during the progressive era that a lot of those problems were fixed but then roosevelt created a lot of new problems but, i mean he is lauded as the savior of capitalism for a reason um i just don't think he should have saved it capitalism is great <laughs> yeah exactly i think i think it would have been better if he'd let it die <laughs> communism. That's yeah. <laughs> actually I view communism as worse currently, though it's starting to view as equally bad. My view well, of communism has not risen at all, but my view of capitalism has sunk. Well, yes. I don't think that's how I mean communism is clearly worse. Communism is clearly a bad idea. Capitalism has worked to an extent for a long period. Well, I would argue that Kinda. every economic system, every you know, every system of power has a cycle and is progressing towards a different one. And I think that people, like in the 90s, there was this whole like end of history thing. Um, and it was like, because it was basically like, we did it. Like we did the world wars. We've, we've got all of these new rights for all these groups. So clearly everything's good. And then the towers fell and the economy crashed and it was like, oh, maybe things aren't working. And I think it is true that like we are going- Maybe our to... meddling caused problems. Yeah, we are going to progress oh, past our current economic system and our current governmental system. Um, I think that oh. that's just practical, but- I do I'm not gonna... how- I mean, That's just kind of done. the way everything works. I think- I think the best I think, thing like, I think, do... like we've, I think- Basically, I think that the world 
progresses and over time we're going to need to change everything we like the yeah. government system and I the think economic we are system. the best and at thing one that point we can something do. worked and it was the best possible yeah I think it's the best possible option for now but I think as time moves on the best option changes and it evolves well I and think, so you got to change I mean, with with time and people. That, but we're no. clearly in late stage capitalism it's clearly collapsing in front of us and I think the best thing that we can do is to progress into socialism and then communism but that's for another time mm. there's one case where i think we works. should just we should just get rid of money and 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 by communism i mean we, we did things with wrong here is that would require a complete i can see getting rid of money is hundreds close. of years i mean that's what communism no, we is, should, is getting rid we of should money start paying, basically we should start paying for things with bees we should so, power to the school people. system. Here's one thing that would help people a lot. If we if we were able to change people's perception of money from a very young age, that would be great. Turn the bee money into reality. <laughs> Ethan, shut up. <laughs> but money is just a bartering tool. It's it's a handy device for bartering. That's what it is. Uh-huh. Yes, clearly. I think, I mean, honestly, money is fake. the whole concept of money is just sad. Like, <laughs> so Bitcoin is even worse, we though. Exactly. We, we literally like... created faker money <laughs> that we spent her. <laughs> we spent. We created um, a way to trade what we trade. That way we get our stuff. Exactly. And that's why I Does think. Does that make sense? It, that's why I, I think that we are in late stage capitalism is because it's literally become only about the pursuit of numbers on a screen and it's like this is exactly. a divorce but that's so like, much honestly, of the that concept, i feel like the fact that the world needs money to is just frankly really sad and it proves how selfish everyone really is because like like in theory the world should work everyone their part everyone everyone contribute something to society in actuality so, that's not the way anything's gonna work from each according to their people. ability to each according to their need so well i don't i i don't think it's i don't think it should be based on ability i think people should be expected to do what they can exactly. and even if from they don't though but they should be able as, to as they can they should be expected to yeah yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, that's what i'm saying that's yeah. what the so, world should be like. Mark but then, said that. Then, <laughs> yeah, you get but that. But then people suck. Communism then... from that. Exactly. That is that is his. Here's where I like America. Way. The way America was set up was so that it was in people's best interest to keep to it die. going. Oh. To what? It was act. It was <laughs> in people's die. best interest to I keep it going. I was so, talking to you, Ethan. I was uh, asking him no, what right. he was saying because you he interrupted. It's in people's, no, it's, he said it's in people's best interest to keep it going, which you're right. Honestly, That's the way I it think, was originally set I up. I think that the, the American government is honestly pretty impressive. The fact that it last, it's lasted and been modernized as much as it has. I think it hasn't been is, modernized. It hasn't been. I mean, that's there's... the thing is, it's it's been to an extent it has though. Okay, I I've mean, been the thinking... fact that it survived, and it's not like it's mostly been been able to to like keep up with society and keep up with people. No, what do you mean that's keep wrong, up? Though. We are an society empire. We define what society it. is. All right, it's you know what? It was <laughs> futuristic. Gonna, gonna, I don't agree. We right. have completely cultural hegemony. 
I would argue that they have modernized it in this sense. They have made it gone from a, they changed it from something in the future to something now. They've given up future comfort for comfort now. So they have modernized it. Originally, it was something about you make this great in the future and it will be good. It was set up so that it was in your best interest to keep it going permanently. Mm -hmm. But now it's in your best interest to do whatever you can to get whatever you can out of it now. That's that's what it's going towards. So I would argue that that's we're not, actually moving away from capitalism. With, that's more an issue with people for a while. than it is an issue with the government. I Let's don't think honest. it's people not just a, suck. It's not that's just right. about the government. It's about it's about the way that society functions with individuals and our economic system and the government interacting. And the thing is, I think we are the government point... is part of the society. I, I think the real the fact of the matter is that no matter what we do, there's never going to be true. There's never going to be a truly good economic system because well, there's never. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we live in a fallen world. And so everything is going to be bad. No yeah, matter but what we do. I no, think it is, is in our it is that in is... our best it is in our best interest to create an economic system that actually works um, and doesn't uh, encourage people's worst uh, instincts. Because I think you're right. We I mean we do live in a fallen world, and so we're never going to build a perfect society until Jesus comes back. But we can take steps to bring about the kingdom of heaven through our systems now and you can't just but that's not going to stop people from doing horrible things i, I think, think anything that, that are... we i think any system we create is going to end up being flawed and that's... it's going to end up yes but with, that doesn't... with people that mess up the world and so in that way i don't think we're ever going to get to a society but that satisfies people. Just because That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that we shouldn't pursue a better government and a better economic system. I'm just saying that there's always going to be issues. But just because we're never going to create a perfect society doesn't mean that there isn't a right answer in that there are ways that we can set up society that are going to be better than other ways. Which that's not what I was saying. Though. And, yeah, I, and I understand that. how... But that's yeah. that's what you were. I I, I, I agree with you. That's what you I were just I don't I don't think I don't think I think no matter what happens with society in whatever government whatever systems we set up, people are going to be mad. People are going to do horrible things, and there's no one's ever going to be satisfied with with the system that they have in place. That doesn't and, mean we can't aim for the best, and that doesn't mean we can't aim for a thing. I just, that I also think that the best, that. the best is subjective. And so, one person might think one thing is the best, while another person might think another thing. And I don't think there will be any unanimous answer, or even like a like any majority answer. But that is so, I, I feel like when you say the best, there is no best. It. It's just like what this group thinks is the best and what this well, group thinks is the and best I think and what this group thinks is the best. And nobody's – you're never going to make people happy. That's what I'm trying that's to say. And I would that's disagree the with point that. Of, I don't necessarily disagree with that either. That It's about setting up society in a way that allows groups to differ uh, within a reasonable amount. And I, that's the thing that appeals to me about like anarchism and democratic confederalism is it actually allows for a huge amount of difference within like different because everything's so localized um, uh, within 
communities and uh, so it, it does allow for people to have different opinions and have different roles in different places while still cooperating to everybody's benefit. So anyways, that's my two cents. And I would I actually would agree with you there that that's actually pretty much how we had our country set up. Yes. Uh, after like pretty after much after the first 10 presidents, we pretty much had achieved pretty close to that. We we're still moving towards that. But I think the they thing came is, to the point that we moved away from that. I think the thing about the United States is we I mean we were founded as a confederacy, but then we moved to a, a, a federalist government because it is impossible for a bunch of small communities to compete in a global market. Um, and that's, that is what has allowed America to be so, so successful as an empire and has been a lot of the source of our brutality is our continual uh, movement of power upwards. You would like creating a pro-tense empire. Um, I think, and I think that is the the biggest problem with capitalism is that it constantly encourages power to be moved upwards. Rather, I than think I finally realized what I really wanted to say before. Okay, and that is that I feel like the entire idea of government is stupid. Agreed. In a world where we should be run by like God. <laughs> like so in first, the end, what that is isn't really bad. I, I feel would like say, the, the, yeah, that the, I feel like the fact that we have a government system is just shows how flawed we are as people. I, I honestly think it's just that no matter what government you create, it's going to be corrupt. So and what is probably going to suck? The government is flawed, just like every person that created it, and that's the reason it's flawed. And yeah. as people who are flawed there is nothing we can do about it. So I think changing the government, sure, it might make a couple people happier for a little while. Now, a couple is clearly an ex understatement, but that's what I'm, I'm just saying, that in the end, the fact that we have to run ourselves using a government is the downfall of the government. <laughs> Once again, what is government? I mean, what do you mean by that question? Why are you trying to leave? Like, what, are, what do you mean when you say government? Yeah. Like saying a all system, government is bad. I'm what? saying a system in which we run society, basically, and like control people, control the things that happen, control. Ah, so a system of authority over people. Yes. System of authority. Any system of authority, I think, or any system that, like, I just think any system that runs the way we do is going to end up being flawed because it was created by flawed people. Let's. So Let's, could you, would it, and that's assuming why the that there was sucks. a person, <laughs> assuming there was a person who wasn't flawed, would it be possible for that person who is not flawed to create a system of authority that well, works? that would be the Bible. There you go. So there is a system of government that works. That's not a system and of actually, government, Actually, no, that's not the Bible. That's that not a church. system of government, though. The church even still, though, the church, well, the church, even though it was created by an unflawed person, it's run by flawed people. I think the only way we'd get to a place where it wasn't flawed was if it was created and run by someone that wasn't flawed. And that's why 
the only way to achieve that kind of society is by Jesus returning. So actually, that is the argument of the Catholic Church that it is run directly by Jesus, who is yes. not flawed. And, and the but argument of wrong. Protestants is that that's not true. <laughs> uh, be, and because... that's why I'm on denomination because I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think so. I think saying that I think that there's a difference between saying that Jesus is the head of the church and Jesus is the one actually directly making the decisions for it because obviously as Protestants we don't believe that the because pope humans is infallible. Um, so you know what infallible means, by the way, in this case, it yeah. means because there's. I mean, infallible just means not subject to failure. I mean, that's the literal definition is it is making yeah. the right decisions and having the right things yeah, to say. That's that's actually not what it's used as, not the end entirely. It's, it applies to a very specific case. We believe the Bible is infallible, even though it is written by fallible writers. That is, we believe that God is working through that person to right. create pretty much an infallible document. Yeah, that's what most evangelicals believe. And so with the Catholic Church, that is what we believe. And when the when an official church document, as in like not not just like a group of people, group of the uh, bishops came together and wrote something, but as in one of the dogmas of the Catholic Church comes out, that is is God working through the person to write it. And so Catholics do not believe that God using fallible people to write infallible documents only happened 2,000 years ago and earlier. Instead, what Catholics believe is that God is still doing that. Yeah. Which is where I disagree with them. I, I would say they're wrong. I Which I mean, I think it's entirely possible. I think it's entirely possible, and I'm not going to discount that. Like, I think it's it's totally possible that there are still, like, like people who are able to state God's will and can create infallible documents and stuff. But I don't, I wouldn't say that the Pope is one of those people people and I wouldn't say that we should just assume that somebody that writes something or does something related to church or runs the church will be infallible because that just doesn't make sense. Correct. I think that I think the that Pope can sin. Of course. Yeah. Everyone can sin. And, and just he can write documents that are false. Even the people that wrote the Bible Obviously. are sinners. Obviously. Clearly. Yeah. Which is the whole point of it. Which is why the whole idea of the it's just completely stupid, in my opinion. I, I, there's a and reason I am have a, a I'm not a Protestant. Word stupid, Ethan. <laughs> I say stupid. I think anything I think is wrong is stupid. Yes, and okay? I, I that's, that's how I, that's how I used to use that word, <laughs> and I, and I've been meaning to bring this up to you, but it's like, and it, it's hard means. to have. It's hard to have these conversations because it's not like popular, um, but I have talked with many um, people
people with mental disabilities and many neurodivergent people. And the general consensus is that stupid is not an effective way of saying something is wrong or bad. It is just an insult meaning unintelligent. And so it, it's, but that it's is... a pretty... It is a That's pretty... not how you're using it, but you're using words. You gotta abide the, by the rules of your words. Yes, and so I'm not. I'm well, not judging I, you, I and I'm not. That... I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not judging you, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I. I would think about the usage of that word and the way and the way that you use it so casually, because I think it is. It is an actually offensive word to a lot of people. Um, but it is not. It is not an offensive. It. it it's not offensive in the same way that it's become like it's very like it's it's not super public knowledge that other words like you know the n-word or whatever where everybody knows you don't use it yeah. so i and so i'm not i'm not i'm not judging you or I'm, or anything like that i just wanted to i just wanted to let you know that especially because we yeah, are putting this that. out in the I get public that. I, I understand okay so anyways that's I not the way I'm meaning to use the yeah, word. I, under, I don't. I, I wouldn't use that. that same word to under, to to explain someone with a disability or something like that. Because yeah. in my mind, that's the reason I, I I say the word was because I I think that it's a poor choice of word to describe something like that. Because they, in my mind, aren't stupid. I wouldn't use that word to describe. Yeah. Most but, I I describe I use I purposely choose that word to the, I I mean I see what you're saying not yeah. the definition that's been used in the past yeah I'm and, using my own definition of a word that already exists which is yeah. the issue yeah and, so I and, it, and it has that's, it has very offensive that. connotations so anyways and I think it's just generally demeaning and so often I would I would recommend choosing well, a different in, word in even part, when even in, if for the most so anyways that's not the point the point is so okay so what you were saying about infallibility and church dogma is what i question and i question this equally with things that have come out since the bible and within the bible is who gets to decide what is infallible what is an infallible document how do we judge that because from my, um, I, you know, I don't think that there is any any authority within the church or any elsewhere that can truly say for sure, you know, I know that this is perfect. I know that this is what God has to say. So I, for myself, I would question anything, any document, any... Um, you know, even anybody who says that they're a prophet or they're speaking on behalf of God, um, I, of I would question that with with equal, um, with with an equally critical <clears throat> eye across all of that. Um, and I think I think no, really I think the only way to, I think really the only way to judge if something works is practically, and and it's by I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you and say I don't know if I entirely. I mean, if you think, think that the Bible is infallible, then you probably don't agree with that. Um, I think that the Bible isn't up for interpretation. I, ah. or the majority of the Bible. Okay, <laughs> I, 
I take that back. I realize this. Like, I would well, say that things that are interpretation. I would say that things that are directly stated in the Bible by like important figures who well, like okay. So I would say that Jesus is. I, I don't know how to explain it. I would like, say that I would say that, that rules that were stated in the Bible, I wouldn't doubt them. Except I, for I ones would, that have like been proven to be taken back. Well, which, okay, so like, so like Jesus. All right, so you have to go through all the rules in Deuteronomy and keep most yeah, of them. That's the thing. Don't you fork you? Is no, I think I'm going to be sinner no matter what. So that's like, the issue there. But for me, I think Jesus's statements or any of the statements that were directly from God, I I see no reason to discount them. Um, I think because the only way well, that clearly, those could those get corrupted, right? They're literally people. the only way that they could get corrupted is in the process of being written down and the process of translation. Yeah. And so for for those things, it's like there's generally a pretty clear like that's that's definitely correct. That's the truth. Um, but with other things, you know, especially like I think most of the 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 epistles are a good example of this with those things we're literally reading people's mail we're reading the advice that a pastor is giving to a church and so i would say whether or not they are infallible and i i want proof before i i uh you know say something is true or good uh so and like that's something that i'm open to like if if somebody wants to argue to me that the Bible is infallible because of X, Y, Z reasons. Like I'm, I'm open to that. I'm not going to stand here and say, I know what's, what's what, but even if they are infallible, there is always going to be a very specific context that we do not understand because we are literally, we're reading documents from thousands of years ago, um, for specific cultures with these specific things in mind that we just don't have and so it's about being critical and I'm and that doesn't mean that like the things written in them are bad or that we shouldn't pay attention like I am someone who avidly advocates that people read the Bible um, but that that is going to require interpretation and that is going to require prayerful consideration and communication with God and communication with the church and with other people to figure out what that actually means for us today. So, so you would hold so, the Bible in the same in the same light as like the early church teachings. You know, the things from the, the other yes, documents from the first yes. century in the church. Yes. Like, I, I I and that's why like, you know, I was always very interested in reading um, the deuterocanonical books and and um, other like early church history and and other like and Catholic dogmas is because I think that those things also have value um, and can also inform our faith and our understanding of God. But I think all all of these documents uh, require crit being critical, and I think it is actually worse for people if we just take the Bible um, or anything from any like church authority and at completely face value and we say this is how we have to act or this is what we have to do or this is how we should run our society because we're always going to bring our own biases into it and so it's always going to be 
wrong, even if like See, because our our sinful our own sinful brains are not going to be able to get it right. That <laughs> is kind of where I have to disagree with you, and like I've done a lot of meditation on this, and I've come to believe that for the most part, I I think we should believe the things like rules put in place by the Bible. Um, unless that they've been very, like, definitively proven to be not true. Because, um, I feel like it would be, like you said, taking personal biases into account. If I'm trying to interpret the Bible on my own, it be personal biases, for sure. And so I might say that one rule that is a sin isn't because I feel like it shouldn't be or something yeah. like that. And so I feel like in the end, we're going to end up having a new Bible. And so I take it for the most part at face value because I think it would be better to do more things than I have to than to do more sins than I could have because I misinterpreted the Bible because I took my own biases into account. And in that way, like, there's, I don't, I couldn't say where it was in the Bible or even exactly what it says, but I know at one point there's a verse that says pretty vaguely not to get tattoos. And for that exact reason, I wouldn't ever get a tattoo. Not because I think it explicitly a sin or there's anything wrong with it, but I figure better to be safe than sorry, you know? Yeah, it's in the it's in Deuteronomy. I don't know the Bible. It's in, De I don't know it's the in Bible. Deuteronomy, I think. You're talking about the one about not it's like not defacing or not scarring your body. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah. and even I would though say... I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if that I would honestly be more surprised if it was. But just for that reason, I'm not gonna take my own biases into account while reading But your while reading bias the Bible. in this case is your historical point in time where you were told that not getting a tattoo would be scarring somebody told you that getting a tattoo would be scarring your body and within the context of that time well, it says, uh, tattoos meant a different thing in the context of that time so I know. I'm saying I understand even if, that even if you are if just taking the bible at face value the message that you're getting is still a completely different one i do agree that we shouldn't just go willy-nilly saying you know just deciding whatever we think is you know we shouldn't just take what we want out of the bible and leave the rest i i don't think that that's, yes i i think that that is not a proper way to live and that's not going to be correct but i think i just think it's about real deep study and and like you know Jesus said very clearly that the law, that, that loving people is the law. And like, you know, that's something that Paul said is you're not going to break any, any rule. Um, you're not going to, you're, the, you're not going to um, break any of God's rules, basically, if you are loving people well. And, you know, Jesus says that the, the number one command is to love the Lord your God. Um, and number two is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so I think that is the primary, like, that is our primary objective is to love people well. And I think what Which I've I seen in my, what I've seen exactly in my what own life is that people will, 
make an idol out of the Bible and out of their specific interpretation of it such that they are, it is preventing them from loving other people well. And like, you know, it's, it's so common. Like it's something that I've seen in my mom's life and in, in my, in both of my parents' life, in my, in my stepmom's life and in many of my friends, you know, so this isn't just something that like I'm, this isn't just something that I'm experiencing or that people or like my, you know, teenage friends are experiencing. This is like a genuine problem that I've gotten, you know, that people smarter than me have talked about <laughs> people much older than me. So I think I, I, I completely I agree see a danger you in, in, and I think that the most important thing, I think, I think like you said, the most important thing is to love others. And I don't think like I, I've said this tons of time before, just because I think somebody might be considered, committing a sin and they're doing something I would do that does not mean that, that I don't still love the person yeah. and that does not mean that I I think any like person in any way because yeah. that's not true at all I Wait, think will you say that again that last part I said I'm gonna be honest I don't even remember what I said you said that like <laughs> um, just because you think someone might be committing if, a sin doesn't mean you'll stop yeah that person yeah, and that and, that I won't think less of people. That was what I was yeah. saying. I don't yeah, think you're... less of anyone because they sin. Because I know we're all sinners, and that I am a sinner. And as long as people trust God, love God, and repent at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. So, and I think that yeah, they're so still going to go to heaven. I don't you're think judging that's the action, it. not the person. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Just because I think somebody sins does not mean that I don't love the person and does not mean I don't think they're going to heaven. That's a completely different thing. It's just that I, I, there's plenty of things in the Bible that plenty of people have told me they don't think is wrong. I've had somebody try to make the argument to me that um, sex before marriage is wrong because it's never explicitly stated in the Bible that it's wrong. Well, that's and literally to not me, true, but it's, it's explicit. Okay, whatever. It, Anyways, but yeah, I. My point is that I think that there's often times that people say that it's not that something in the Bible might not be true just so they get away with, or so, so that they don't feel do we, guilty. So, so then, how do we tell if something in the Bible is true? I think that in general, my point of view is that we should look at it through until we see evidence that proves otherwise and i think at the end of the day even if we it's true or isn't true like i said doesn't change whether or not i think someone's going to heaven i think your approach was that i'm not going to take something just because that's what the bible says i'm going to find my own reason why it's true and i would say i would find my reason why it's false before i start going really near. Well, yeah, and I would, I'm not going to, like, go out and do, like, you know, I'm not going to go out and have sex before marriage because, uh, you know, I, I can't find out if it's true unless I, I try it and then I realize it's bad. Like, I'm not going to do that. But I think, yeah, I think if, like, because there's, there's, like, two, like, the two parts of the Bible that we mean when we say true is, like, the history of it and then like the the rules given or the advice given um and i think with the yeah. history you know it's about looking at it's about judging it the like bigger you would any other historical document and saying okay well yeah. if we compare it to these other uh documents of the time and we can see like 
that for most of the Bible, it generally historically like holds up. Safari so, has been historically accurate. Yeah, I would say like generally with most of the history in the Bible, it has been proven to be historically accurate. But then the other part of it is is like the the rules given or, or the advice given. And I would say with those things, we have all of you know we have all of the human experience to look back upon um, to judge it. And I think there is a there is a pretty simple you know like there's a pretty simple rule that I follow if if there's something in the Bible that I read and I go that just doesn't th does that seem right and I, I I will test you know I will I'll pray about it and I'll I'll start with the pretty simple question of like is this does this practically work for people and is does this help me love people better and and I and I mean that in like an actionable sense I mean that like if love is an action, how does this help me bring people to God and bring people closer together into relationship? And so like with the sex before marriage question, I would say, well, if I can look at, you know, the, the people around me and if I can look at history and the things that I've read and, and the things that I've been told um, by people in my life, well, I can say that there is a practical reason to not have sex before marriage which is the chance like the very high likelihood of that being damaging to that relationship and to your relationship with god and because of the um incredible because it the incredible intimacy of that action uh make that makes it incredibly dangerous and so i think that there should be a committed bond between people before they engage in sex and so that's what i mean is that, like i i because i don't want to use i don't want to just live my life according to whatever i think feels right or whatever i want to get away with i think like with a lot of the rules set about in the bible there are practical reasons but i think that it's worth being critical of what is actually helpful and what is actually not because like you know, people use agree. people use the laws, um, you know, the Levitical laws about treating, like, about uh, treating how you should treat your slaves, and people used um, certain quotes from Paul about like how slaves should be like kind to their masters, and I, I can't remember the specifics. And the, yeah, that was it, just they used using it a relative ex example as a time, as yeah, a time, they, not they used it as an excuse for slavery and as a yeah. Um, because they were just, they were taking it out of context and they were using, and, and they were applying their own specific biases such that, so that's what I, that's ah, what I mean so... when I say that the Bible, taking the Bible purely at face va at value is dangerous because of our biases. Because if you say, okay, right. well, it says that this is how slaves should act and that, well, clearly the Bible is okaying the use of slaves. Well, in that period of yeah, time, yeah, yeah. what slavery I looked like that. was very different. I, I know. And in a context where slavery was normalized, that doesn't necessarily mean that God thinks that you should be able to take other people's autonomy away. So, and in, in the same way, yeah. like, there's war in the Bible, and God is, you know, taking God will take a side in a war. That doesn't necessarily mean that God thinks that war is like a good thing. Yeah, it's there are bad things going on because it's the world <laughs> so 
Yeah. So then would you say that the Bible is true, but that man's perception of it may not be? I'm saying that I can't know whether or not the Bible is true. Like I, there are certain things that I read in the Bible and I go, well, that just doesn't make, that just doesn't make any sense. Like that, that seems so obviously wrong to me, but I also understand that I am flawed and I am, my perception is not good. And I think even if the Bible was completely true, we still have to be on guard because man's perception is flawed. So like I said, if somebody were to come to me or like if I could find it, because I've actually looked for like, here's a really solid argument as to why the Bible is definitely infallible. I wouldn't discount that um, because I don't, it, it's not that I'm searching for a reason to not listen to the Bible. Um, at least I hope I'm not. Um, so my, my final thought is that I completely agree with you. I think the, my one thing is that I think that while you said that you look at things to see how it loves others, I think that's not the necessarily the only thing that is important. And I think another thing we need to look at is how God made us and the functions of the way God made us at the same time, like in the ways that we're meant to be like God. And well, those in the same way as loving people, I think that the number one and the number two is looking at the way God made us well and I think, I think that those are often like those often they always overlap like one of them you're not going to be loving not loving somebody by by um li living the way that God created you to live but I would say that there are some some ways that you can it's hard to explain well I but think you I might think end up hurting have to people look for where they in the sense that you know we we live in a fallen world and so all, a lot an often a lot of the time like we're not there's never going to be a right decision but when i say love loving others i do mean living into who we're meant to be and helping other people live into who we're meant to be i don't mean like doing what, yeah. other, what other people want from us or like not necessarily or being nice to other people necessarily, although I do think that those are good things to aim to be, I think it is it is about practically what is best. And so... So is there a universal truth? So after this one, we are taking a little bit of a break for a while. Uh, we don't know how long that's going to be, but it's we'll have a nice little summer vacation and we'll let you guys know when we come back. But... Um, this has been really fun, and we will come back at some point in some yeah we will in some in some form or another. I think that this has been healthy for everyone involved, and so yes, exactly. I think we will definitely be back. It's just we need to we take don't a break. Know when. Yeah, we definitely for personal need a break reasons. Right now. So, right. thank you guys so much for uh, watching slash listening. Subscribe and and follow on Spotify and the other things if you want. Check to, out the links to, in the description. Yeah, if you want to find us when we come back, yeah. And uh, uh, Ethan and I um, may end up making content on our personal channels some. So. Oh, I definitely will. Um, by the time that this one is up, I will have another video up because the new Fortnite season is starting. So okay, be nice. prepared for that. <laughs> Okay. But yeah, well, as always, watching. you've been bananaed, ka, -chow. ka -chow and all that stuff.
Let's smash again. Ciao. Goodbye. And don't forget, God loves you. <laughs> God made you special, <laughs> and He loves you very much. And He loves you very much. And don't forget, God loves you. Goodbye. <laughs>